Welcome to another episode of Empowerment Talks with K. Nathan. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. We have a very, very special and well-qualified guest today. Uh, we have with us a, uh, she is a personal development coach, a three-time author, and also creator and host of her very own podcast, Change Your Words, Change Your Life. I introduce to you none other than Miss McKenna Pot Bolden. How are you this afternoon? Hello, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for uh, making time in your busy, busy schedule. I know that you, uh, like myself, are often on the grind, so I greatly appreciate you uh, carving time out for us to discuss this awesome topic. Let's get right into it. Um, our topic today is capacity versus compatibility as it relates to life, love, and business. Three areas that are common and relative to most people's uh, journeys in life. Um, so my first question, McKenna, would be from your perspective um, and mindset, how important would you say capacity and compatibility is just in a general sense? I think um, before we would get into talking about the importance of it, my mindset would be to um, define what they both are and what they mean to me um, so that I can set appropriate expectations for myself, therefore being able to ex uh, set expectations for other people. So, you know, sometimes we could, we're talking about capacity first you know we can find ourselves I know I can find myself even like you were saying like being on the grind you're like okay this has to get done this has to get done you know and sometimes you um, make yourself available to other people and to other things and you have not set an expectation <laughs> for yourself <laughs> before you even start all of that. So now you're overwhelmed. Now you have anxiety. And now, you know, you feel like you have all these things on your plate and blah, blah, blah. Because you have not, okay, before I start my day even, let me think about what it is I just accomplished for me. What, you know, and then I can determine, okay, well, how much time, will this take how much time am I going to take for rest and relaxation how much time am I going to take for mindfulness how much time am I going to be able to give to something else or someone else so I think it's really important before we even get into you know how we can um set a capacity for others is to define what that capacity looks like for ourselves so we know how much we can give to other people or to even to other things yes um and when we're talking about compatibility, I mean, wow, it's been, I mean, you see this everywhere on um, social media, right? About, you know, self-love and everyone's, you know, doing self-care and all this, right? And um, even though it seems like a cliche, I guess, at this point, because you hear it so much, it's so important. I know you, you and I have talked about this uh, in, in, in other conversations where, you know, you have to have that um, love for yourself and that uh, compatibility with yourself. If that makes sense. Yes, it, it <laughs> makes it, no, it, it makes perfect sense because we're we are the center of much more than we realize we are. Mm -hmm. Right. So how am I going to say, oh, 
I'm compared. You don't know what you like. <laughs> you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So how do you know what you're compatible with? And that and that has to do with across all of these sectors or um, categories, if you will, life, love, and co- uh, business, your career. You know, um, sometimes, you know, we can even get into this place of, uh, and, and I had this conversation with someone before too, like, okay, when you're when you're younger, when you're when you're in school, I guess I don't know. This feel like this happened even before the first grade, or maybe in the first grade, they say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Right? Yeah. Can't you be more than one thing? Like you know what I mean? Like we were like, "Oh, doctor, lawyer, whatever, teacher," but as you grow, like you there, we're so much more dynamic than one thing. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Okay, what do I want to? What do I really want to do? Who am I? Who am I really? You know, and that and that goes like I say goes across all those those categories. So I think it's first determining what that looks like for you um, before you kind of start accommodating for other people and other things. I love it, and and that is so true. Uh, and I'm glad. Um, I love a lot of times how we're on the same page when with a lot of things. Um, it's very important that people understand and that we ourselves also understand to check in with yourself first before you try to check, you know, in with anybody else, you right. know, understanding that where we are and what we're doing, where we are and what we're doing is paradigm to the future. Um, we're, we're the center of a lot more. And I think sometimes we're looking if we're not careful, we can end up looking to other people and looking to other entities and other things for something that was available with us all the time that we didn't even take the time to recognize. Definitely. So, or, and, and, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, or embrace. Yeah. 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 Um, so that is vitally, vitally important. Um, my take on it as well is in you really got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. When I say know yourself, and we know this, you know, the quote, know thyself, you don't just arrive at that information by happenstance. Mm-hmm. That, that comes with a processing, that comes with a breaking, that comes with a, uh, even calling yourself to the carpet, that call mm-hmm. comes with a a, 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 a certain level of self-work. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also, uh, you know, I am an advocate of this as well, even um, uh, come with an aspect of some mental health work to help you to understand where you are and where you're not. All of that is a process, you know, and in terms of knowing yourself, a lot of times we take, we go through great pains to know other people. We'll ask all these different questions. <laughs> what do you like? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite ice cream? But when's right. the next time you sat with yourself yeah. and ask yourself, what do you like? Wh- why are you this way? Mm-hmm. How do you really feel about that? And why, and, and why is it sometimes how, why is there a difference between what you say and what you feel and what you do? Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. So, and knowing yourself, there's, a, there's some work that has to be done because all of that is the root cause, I would say, when it comes down to understanding capacity. Because you got to know where you are. 
what your limitations are and also be able to make the distinction between what your own capacity and compatibility is and also know what your boundaries are and also be able to know what your preferences are. Because sometimes it may not be an issue of compatibil compatibility and capacity. Sometimes it could just be your preference. And your preference mm -hmm. at a time could take Trump uh, and take a precedence over all of that. Be like, yeah, we could be something great. But I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> you just not my cup of tea. Or this business. Or this opportunity. This right. door is just not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So great. Yes, on paper. Yes, we're compatible. Yes, it could be great. But you know what? Nah, I'm not feeling it. And that is just as valid as the other two entities or mm -hmm. the other two ideals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess my next question, McKenna, would be how do you discern? How do you discern? How can you make the distinction between capacity and compatibility like how, do, how do you delineate between the two um give me a more specific question i'm trying to i'm trying to think um okay. so like for example if i'm in a relationship so give it give it to me like give me that okay and like specific. perfect okay. so well i'll deal with capacity first Okay. And we'll deal with it in regard to let's take love since you went there. Okay. Uh, you might you meet a nice guy, he's wonderful, he's gorgeous, you're gorgeous, you know, all of that is fine, well, and dandy. But how are you able to discern if this person has the capacity that you need at your level to be able to feel ref uh, refreshed, safe? Um, and whatever other need they have, does that person have it in them to give it back to you? And does the person have the capacity? How do you make the distinction and be able to discern? Does that person have the capacity also to receive you? Mm -hmm. I think it could um, so there's a couple of things I'm thinking about here. <laughs> and I think that the simplest way to answer that question would be to say energy. Mm. Um, so I feel like, and this is uh, across all things, but we're, like you said, we're talking about love. Um, we attract to us what we are. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm a loving person, then 90% of the time, 99% of the time, I'm going to attract a loving person. If, you know what I mean, whatever it is about me, that person is, we are attracted to each other because we have these similar things about us that connect us, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, energy is going to be one of the things, obviously, that's going to connect us, whether we like physically or, or we're, we're like aware of it at that moment. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be connected anyway. So um, I think, though, to find out all these little different details um, is going to be a, a matter of getting to know each other, asking questions and spending time with each other. But um, when I say that we attract the people that we are like, like we attract people that are just like us, mm -hmm. um, 
it's the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? <laughs> it's the stuff that we <laughs> it's the stuff that we've worked on and it's the stuff that we still have to do some work on. So all of that, you know, it, it, we attract. So sometimes we want to shy away from the things about that other person that sometimes is most like who we are. <laughs> Okay. And we want to make it that they don't have the capacity to do to deal with this or they don't have the capacity to do. No, it's that you haven't worked that out within yourself. Mm-hmm. So now you aren't able to really deal with that. It's a reflection. Everybody, everything that's in your life is a reflection of you. And sometimes, you know, when we don't accept and receive and work on that and, you know, that awareness is so important and, you know, which is the importance of like what we we're just talking about in, in the top of this conversation. Um, being aware of that is so very important. So when we're talking about bringing someone else into the situation, um, we can't really depend on other people to fill these gaps um, that are in our lives. We have to fill those gaps. Um, I feel like other people and other things are, are there to complement what we've already uh, built, if that makes sense. And so then once I'm I'm whole and my partner is whole, and then we can come together and grow. You get what I mean? So I, I feel like we shouldn't be looking for people to fill our gaps. Uh-huh. Because then that becomes a toxic situation because then what if, you know, that person is lacking in any way? Or, you know, they don't fill this gap the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not responsible for your happiness. They're not responsible for your growth. They're not. Nope. So, you know, you know, when we're talking about discernment and all that, um, you discern yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> discern, that's a, like, you know that's what? a message. I, you know what I mean? I need to work on me on in this area, you know? And um, it takes a lot of you know, to your point, that's not something that just that just comes easy or comes overnight. That's something that, you know, takes time. And and not saying that we're gonna be these one hundred percent individuals once we find, you know what I mean, the person that we're gonna be with. I think that we should be almost there, at least you know, eighty to ninety percent, I think. I feel like that's just my own personal you know, idea about it. But you know, we're close, really close to where we need to be so that once we um, find that person they're at that same place that we are you know they're mm-hmm. you know trying to whatever that is they're trying to be successful in in, in these all these areas of their life um, that we're trying to be successful in and then we you know we can come connecting and grow together but yeah like oh so my point is <laughs> sorry I started uh, <laughs> thinking about that image I had to I was visualizing that that image for a moment but um, once we're there, then if we ha- get into these moments where we are, um, you know, having an argument or saying, so- or, you know, we said something that isn't our, at our, we're not uh, communicating from our best self or whatever that is. I'm just using that for an example. Mm-hmm. Then we can have intelligent and, a- and aware, is that a word? Like, um conscious is maybe is the word the right word conversations about this like you know what that wasn't the right I, I i said that but i meant this or i was feeling this way and that's why because now you're conscious of why you did it 
mm-hmm. you know, where, and then you can kind of work through that and, you know, maybe can work through that together. Um, but you understand what I'm trying to say? I do. I definitely do. And I agree with what you're saying. Um, I think the thing that sticks out to me um, is when you said, you know, you got to know yourself. That is so important. It's so vitally important um, because that's where we all see the world. We see people. We see opportunities. We see everything through the lenses of our own selves and our own experiences. Mm-hmm. It could be the best thing for us. But if we are in a tainted, traumatized, broken, hurting place, no mm-hmm. matter what is on the other side of that you're going to see it based on the lens of where you are and how you feel. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that is done subconsciously. Yep. And we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So how many times, you know, and, and, and you, once you've grown and you've done the self-work, you're able to look back and say, man, I didn't even realize what I had mm-hmm. or, or the opportunity that I had you know, uh, right at my fingertips, the person that I, I didn't even realize it all because of where I was. And, yep. and if we're honest with ourselves, we even may have judged, cause I know I've done it. I've judged the, the opportunity in the person wrongly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, because I didn't have a right perception, I projected, I projected who I was and how I felt and the negativity onto them. And then I made that law and that became my reality. And then later on had to be real enough with myself and be like, nah, dude, that was you. (laughs) That was all you. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even them, that was you. You saw it based on how you wanted to see it or based on where you were at the time. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I would say to that still dealing with capacity is, going back to discernment and I like what you said in terms of you know feeling that vibe Mm -hmm. I have learned that even though being born and raised in church and understand religion and all that that is great but one of the greatest liberating things I have learned is getting out of my own head Mm -hmm. getting getting out of my own head and getting more into the heart the soul and the spirit of the matter because I have learned that those levels of intelligence far transcend my intellect. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they will tell you things and reveal things to you that you may not want to accept, but it don't negate the truth that they've given. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's w- one of the things I've learned to help uh, in terms of capacity and dealing with you know so some aspects of compatibility getting out of my own head you mm-hmm. know and, and 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 really seeing how does it really make me feel and how do I feel about it not how I want to feel about it or not how the other person wants you to feel about it how do you really feel about it at your core yeah connecting and, with yourself yeah. exactly connecting with yourself and then having the courage <laughs> this is where it gets sticky Mm-hmm. Having the courage to listen to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> after after you know, you know what, this this is this is I, I shouldn't even be bothered with this. Having the courage mm-hmm. to say, you know what, no. Yeah. 
not taking that information, putting it in your back pocket a bit. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Right. <laughs> oh, nothing. Right, right. Two, two years later, you in tears and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And you like, this ain't even have to go down that way. Exactly. This thing you have to go down that way. Um, would you say... Where would you place values and principles in the searching and practical sense of capacity and compatibility as it relates to uh, to life, love, and business? From your vantage point, do they have a place? And if they do, what would be the place? Okay, one more time. As it relates to compatibility and capacity, Mm -hmm. from your vantage point, what role would values and principles play in them? Hmm. Uh, Well, okay. I think, and I kind of thought about this when you were saying, when you were talking about preferences earlier. Um, I think that, again, I feel like all this is going back, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's kind of all going back to that initial thing that we said about, you know, setting expectations and understanding who you are and what you want. Um, Because I think that is going to be like, literally like a waterfall effect on everything else. Um, But I think that the the role that that values and principles play with regard to um, compatibility, since we've talked kind of about capacity already, um, if something about that person or something about that business decision um, goes against your core being, um, I think that you would be untrue to yourself and you wouldn't be happy moving forward with that thing, even if it's, um, you know, something that seemed to be the greatest thing ever that happened to your life. You know, uh, I was watching the other day, Dave Chappelle's acceptance speech at the, uh, Duke Ellington. Yes. That wasn't that powerful. That was so powerful, but it's the, it, and it literally speaks to this question like, okay. And I mean, not only that, but the thing that he covered that even talking about like, how he walked away from the Chappelle show, but mm-hmm. it's the same kind of idea. Like you have to know who you are and be confident in that and stand in that. And it should not matter what relationship, what business decision, what life issue even comes up, who you are at the core of your being should not waver or change based on that. Now, now I'm not saying that, um, you shouldn't be able to pivot. You know what I mean? Um, Because being able to pivot and grow is important as well, because you can have a certain belief about something. um, And with more information, you can grow, you know what I mean? And change, Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that idea may change, Um, you know, be like, Oh, you know what? I never look at it that way. And so I think that's different than, um, or that's an addition to what I'm saying. Um, but if there's something specific that about you that you are um, 
you know, you're standing in, I don't think that you should change that unless it's for you to, and if it's, unless it's an opportunity for you to grow or change because, ugh, and I don't even want to get into all this, the science, the science conversation, but, um, or psychological conversation, I guess that's still, that is still science. But when we're talking about our conscious and our subconscious, you know, cause there, there are some things there, right. That are in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. Those are things that um, are paradigms, right, that we've been taught. And so, you know, a value or a principle may be something that sh- it's always been this way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's the right thing. So sometimes we have to challenge ourselves when it comes to those things, too. So I, I guess I'm talking about the few different things. We're talking about values and principles, right? Understanding what they are, understanding if they need to change. And if they do need to change, don't be afraid to pivot, grow, and, and change them. Um, and so with all of that said, um, <laughs> I think um, once the, when we're talking about compatibility or capacity, depending on what bucket that value or that principle uh, sits in, mm-hmm. um, that, that determines what, what move you need to make. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's, it's amazing once again, because I had uh, written down a point, um, you know, that I'll, it's, it's, it's right in line with what you're saying in terms of making sure that you give yourself and others the grace to grow, mm-hmm. ex- expand and change. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I have found and I've learned is we, when it comes down to um, even compatibility, you have to give yourself some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. You got to give yourself some 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 extra bandwidth because where you are and how you think now may not be the same tomorrow or next week or next year or next month. Mm-hmm. And if you lock yourself into subscribing to a certain uh, uh, rigid mindset or perception, you could lock. You could potentially lock yourself or lock some other people in opportunities oh you know out of your uh, realm of existence because of where you still you know where you are or where you thought you are and you may not even be at that place anymore mm-hmm. so you know so I've learned it's vitally important to give yourself and others that extra wiggle room mm-hmm. you know yes they might have said that they might have felt that type of way um but that may not always been the case because how often do we change our minds? Right. <laughs> you know, right. You should be. You should be changing your mind. You should be challenging yourself, and you should be getting to a point where you're saying, "You know what? No, I don't. I used to feel that way, or mm-hmm. I used to think that way, but I don't anymore." Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's okay. That's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like what you said in terms of. You know, you know, one of the things I got from what you were saying earlier in terms of having basically having integrity and that and that integrity cannot be compromised. Mm -hmm. You know, your personal integrity uh, just cannot be compromised. I realized that uh, we start. I really didn't give, you know, you know, any definitions just kind of assume. But I'm going to give a couple brief definitions just on the terms that we're talking about just to help 
you know, the listeners, you know, capacity is simply, simply the maximum amount that something can contain, contain, and or produce. Mm -hmm. Compatibility is simply the state at which two things are able to exist together without there being a problem or a conflict. Mm -hmm. Values, basically a set of um, qualifying standards that govern the behavior of a person. Principles are rules and or beliefs that govern a person's actions. Um, just so that you have some working definitions, um, you know, for the things that we've discussed. Um, and I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that because if you think about compatibility, things existing without a conflict, you know, or, or people existing without a conflict, that's such an interesting concept, right? It is, it is. Because I think that conflict is necessary for people. It is. To comp it's like the, a it paradox. Is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's, exactly, right. that's exactly where I was going with this. Conflict is necessary. Yeah. I used to say, I used to be one of the people who'd be like, I am not a confrontational person. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an introvert at heart. I'm not a country. I'm not a controversial person. I'm not a confrontational person, but mm -hmm. that is so different now. Mm -hmm. I am controversial and I embrace that. And I am very, uh, uh, when it comes down to being a person that wants to be confrontational and will invite and then sometimes entice conflict <laughs> because I understand, but some, you don't realize how sometimes how good something is until you stir it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's when you, st I mean, I love milkshakes, but certain milkshakes, like when I get mint chocolate chip, you know, I'm a mm -hmm. foodie, so it's going to be a food reference. Mm -hmm. When you get milk cho mint, mint chocolate <laughs> chip, the chocolate chips are on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So you won't be able to really enjoy the fullness of the milkshake until you stir it up. Mm -hmm. When you start up, then they can make their way into the straw. I found that life is the same way. You got to have some conflict. Mm -hmm. Because conflict has a way of shocking things. And it also, it's almost like a curveball. Mm -hmm. it, it has the ability to facilitate something that you couldn't plan for. It's not, it's not scripted and you can't fake it. Yep. Conflict will let you know where you really are and what you really got in another person or situation. It has, it, it, it's, it's a truth teller. Mm -hmm. So yes, conflict is definitely necessary. Yes, I like that. Conflict is definitely necessary. Um, any, you know, any final thoughts or any final ups? Um, I think we've covered, you know, on some things um, that should be insightful. Um, as it relates to uh, capacity and compatibility as it relates to life, love, and business. Um, anything, anything on your mind, any prevailing thought, any, anything burning that you want to share? No, I think this was a good conversation. I thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much as well. Let us know, McKenna, where can we find you? Where can people follow you? Where can you know, and how can how can people support you? 
Sure. Um, my handle is I am McKenna B. That's I am M C K E N N A. The letter B, like boy. I am McKenna B. On Twitter, IG, YouTube, Facebook, um, and uh, you can find me there. Okay. <laughs> and you are an author. How can people um, um, get access to um, your work? Yeah, you can go to my website, www.mckennab.com, um, and my books are also available on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble. So, um, yeah, Black Words Matter chat book. Black Words Matter, change your words, change your life. All that good stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not only are you a great mind, you're a tremendous friend and thinker. And um, it's always, always, always a pleasure whenever we get together to discuss anything, rather it be from food, life, business. <laughs> it's always, it's always enriching and it's always insightful. I thank you for your time. And I look forward to us doing this again sometime in the future. Um, thank you once again. I'm sure this has been more than enriching, not just to me, but to everyone that will hear as well. Thank you once again. Thank you, wonderful people, for tuning in to another episode of Empowerment Talks with Kay Nathan. Feel free to like, comment, and share, and go ahead and leave us a review on this platform or the other platforms. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, as you already know, as well as podcasts. We look forward to hearing from you and how it has impacted you. Have a wonderful day on purpose.